I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. Together, we're Ginger and Dutch. Here, uh, it's Ginger and Dutch. Obviously, with all the world events that are going on right now, um, we're both at our own homes uh, in lockdown. But uh, we decided to start this podcast. Uh, came about as two lifelong friends um, doing our thing with sports passion and sports love and chat and uh, seeing the eyes of sports in a different view and not always coming to the same uh, same end target goal. But uh, we've had a lot of passionate and uh, debatable discussions along the way and figured we might as well uh, start this up. We decided, uh, since I'm uh, the ginger redhead in the group and John is our uh, our big uh, Dutchman, instead of Starsky and Hutch, we came to the, uh, the tagline of ginger and Dutch. And uh, you'll see our personalities come through in this podcast. Um, it's real life sports passion for real life sports talk. And uh, we're going to go through a bunch of different uh, topics here along the way. John, you want to uh, chime in on anything on that? No, it's a standard uh, Stephen Kerr special with um, your long rambling conversation. So this is going to be great as we uh, get forward. I wasn't motivated up until about two minutes ago. It's pretty hard to get motivated on sports when there's nothing going on. But listening to you ramble on, it'll be fun to banter back and forth with you. Sounds good. So the uh, the format of our, our podcast, uh, we just wanted to hit on four or five major uh, topics. Um, anything, hopefully we can get back to sports here in, uh, in the foreseeable future, anything coming up in the sports world, anything, um, that's happening politically business wise. Um, and you'll see John and I will take a, uh, sometimes a devil advocates view on things, uh, maybe a a different view than what, uh, some may take, but, um, eventually we'll, uh, we'll find the right answer along the way throughout our, uh, our rambles, our chats, and uh, our podcasts. So the first thing we had uh, on the topic for discussion uh, on episode one here was um, obviously nothing dense the shield, as I would say. And John's heard me say it a, a lot over the years, is uh, the NFL draft and the NFL in uh, in a nutshell. We've worked our way through free agency. John, have I, John and I have had many chats about that. But, John, what, uh, what do you think about this NFL draft and doing this whole thing virtually, like, doesn't it feel like it's a, you know, your, your local fantasy football draft right now? Well, absolutely. And you know, the problem with it is, is you just don't know which way it's going to go. Um, you know, is it going to get hacked? Uh, how's it going to happen? Us, it's easy to sit in our garage and have our own pieces of paper in front of us, but you know, these guys are, uh, you know, way deeper than we are. So uh, I'm curious how it's going to go. Maybe this is the new future. Who, who knows? But, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I heard uh, they're going to do some um, video parties um, with fans and that. So I would imagine that's going to start streamlining as well. Uh, uh, what are we a couple weeks away? What is it? April 23rd, I think, right? Yep. April 23rd to the 25th. Yep. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see like what comes about, um, how they're going to go about doing it with regards to trades and all that. Like, how do you, how do you how do you look at your draft board and they have all these you know typical draft boards and then all of a sudden you're on a, a Zoom chat with with your staff as all the while trying to you know get in contact with with another GM or another personnel person from from another team yeah and yeah, you've exactly. only, and you've only got two minutes on the clock exactly and I just don't even know exactly there ain't gonna be two minutes I, I don't know how how they're gonna do it with 
with you know waiting for the other person uh you know when they're they're gonna have all their cell phones going it's gonna be crazy to see who they're gonna show what they're gonna do because i don't fuck i don't think that there's a way that it's it's possible to make it user-friendly on tv per se yeah and that's a great great segue too john is is that i don't uh ea sports is you know supposedly released this um they're gonna do like images of of the draft uh the person who's drafting so you know they got joe burrow first overall pick to the cincinnati Bengals, and espn spans to this you know ea sports thing with him almost like in a video game format yeah that'll be wicked (laughs) right so but that all that stuff's cool all of that stuff's gonna be wicked but how can you how are they gonna go from from the, the you know the first pick to the second pick to the third pick and then oh we've got a trade and, and what are they going to do pause on live tv to, like it, i guess they're gonna well i guess they're gonna do it the way they normally do they'll have all their commentators they'll have people talking about who they project they'll mayock will be on there all those guys will be on there anyways i would imagine yeah you would have to think so right and it's um they're gonna have to maybe even rely on uh, a part of the personnel staff um, from all these different teams to help fill some of the void um, in the time, right? If, if that's you're right, like if if they find technology-wise that there's a glitch or a pause, how are they going to fill that void, and what what is it going to uh, what is it going to look like uh, in the grand scheme of things in the in the end of it all, right? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I what I was I'm interested in is is and exactly you talk, touched on it briefly there um, when you were uh, you ranting on there was, uh, you know, what are the trades going to look like? Like, how does that top 10 play out? Um, would you want to move up? Like, you know, I, I know how your mind works is, you know, w- w- would you be would you be conservative in your approach or would you try to use this advantageously to, um, you know, maybe pull the wool over somebody else's eyes and try to move up in the draft or move back in the draft? Like, what would how would you... How would you approach it? Well, I, yeah, I, you know me. I mean, of course, I, I'd want to take full advantage of it and see if you can pull some strings. But I have, I have a sneaky feeling that it's, it's gonna be laid back. Like you know, they're talking about uh, Miami moving up to grab uh, Tua. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think you might see just the first 10, 15 picks just go one by one by one because everybody's afraid and doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. Like it's. I think you, you, the hard part is, is, you know, you, people are going to probably feel it out. It's like that, you know, that 12 round prize fight where the first two rounds are like, okay, like, you know, the old Floyd Mayweather fights where it's like, okay, no point in watching the first four rounds. Cause I know he's not going to do anything. He's just going to try to tire this guy out. Like our yeah. GMs, like you said, going to lay back or, yeah. you know, who's going to be aggressive. Who's not going to be aggressive. Well, um, I'll pu- well, put it this way to follow my, my point up there. Um, Pittsburgh's GM. Wants to uh, wants an additional three rounds for the draft. Well, to me, that says reeks conservative. What you guys haven't had time to figure out who the hell you want to pick? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you missed out on a couple little tidbits. Like, come on, man. I mean, yeah. this these guys have been drafting for years. I don't understand why you you need three extra picks because of this the the pandemic going on. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So moving on, and like we said, uh, with the format, and that, that gives our uh, our listeners a little bit of a taste of, of how we like the thing. We're not going to dive too deep into things. We're just going to bounce around and, and move them on. Real life passion for real life sports.
topics and um, kind of give our voice our opinions on it. So we'd be uh, as two local golf pros, we'd be uh, I think in trouble if we didn't uh, it didn't touch on a little bit of golf in our first episode. So um, when we first made kind of the the guidelines for for this first episode, I I sent John the itinerary and I said, you know, it's uh, the potential of Masters Week and and you know would this have been the biggest Masters ever with uh, you know, Tiger Woods coming back to return to uh, try to defend the crown and and win the next major is his 16th major. Now that we know the date for the potential Masters, um, let's shift a little bit and and talk about the PGA Tour. And John, you know, as as an own, not an owner but an operator of a of a well known local golf course, what do you feel about the announcement of, of their schedule and and <laughs> what, like is that just what what are your feelings on it? Come on, man, America. Um, so, sorry, I didn't mean to say it that way, but I, I don't, I, I think it's crazy to, to, to start shifting and making schedules. I get it. It's money and it's driven and, and plus the players want to play, but it, to make an announcement right now to say that we're starting in June when, when there's so much unknown out there still just doesn't make sense. Really all I care about is the fact that there is going to be a masters. Uh, well, at least for now there's going to be a masters and uh, it would be great. Uh, wouldn't it be awesome to see, uh, Augusta with a little bit of, uh, autumn, uh, autumn colors it would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be pretty cool, you know. But don't you feel that they they this is their their final straw? Like it, it, they they kind of had to do this. Did they not? Well, they had to. Yeah, they had to. Just like all the other sports are going to fall suit. But I think you're right. The PGA Tour. I think they had to. Steph. I just I just don't think it's. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, you're going to try and do it without um, without fans. Sure. I guess. Uh, listen, if WrestleMania can go on, uh, anything can happen. Speaking of which, did you see did you see that uh, the Boneyard Undertaker match? Um... <laughs> yeah, what a joke, man. <laughs> yeah, how's your social distancing right there? Well, you know, and the funny part was is, is when I when I watched that match and to, and dip back into a, a little bit of our first topic on the NFL draft, I kind of see the NFL draft kind of following that like it's almost it's going to be like a produced movie, kind of like that match was for for those. Uh, of our listeners that had a chance to to watch that match. By the way, if you haven't watched that match, go back and do watch it. It's something in wrestling that has never been done before. And John, I know you would agree with this. Like that was something totally different than we've ever seen before. Yep, absolutely. They do it right. And uh, it was pretty cool to see for sure. And it was almost like a like a glorified movie. So that's kind of how I, I a possibility of, uh, of what um, uh, the NFL draft could do. Yeah. with their with their um timeline and and what they yeah. have coming up right so yeah now have you have you have you followed any of the guys on twitter because i've been watching it uh, back to the golf again is uh um you know a lot of them are saying uh, like they're upset because there's no open i mean we just don't know what's really truly going on over in the uk but you know how can they have a pga championship and i mean i get it there's four majors but no open and all the other ones are going to go on I, I don't know it's it's uh it's a little surreal still yeah, for sure. And I know some of the guys on the PGA Tour with, with their Twitter accounts have been pretty um, vocal about, you know, hey, it's nice to have some dates and something to look forward to. But um, it, it, it gives a little false sense of, of hope possibly here when exactly what you said, like we've got a, a country and a, and a nation in the United Kingdom that's that's canceling their the, the longest golf event ever, the, the, the longest recorded major ever. Uh, in in the Open Championship, and and they're setting a schedule for the other three and acting like nothing's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's crazy. And and you know, back to what with you and I, um, 
no, no, not to say that we're not going to make every steps to uh, to open at, at our earliest. It's it's also changing that culture for amateur golf because people are going to assume since they're going back at it in June that that we're all going to be ready to roll. And you know what? These guys have world class. It's it's sta- you know state of the art. However, they're going to set up these tour events. Um, you know, sure we're going to, like I said, do everything, but we're just a local golf course. I mean, it, there's going to be expectations that I just don't know if we're all going to be able to, to make yeah, right away. I mean, it might be like late summer before things get even remotely close to being somewhat normal at the golf course. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I, I would be, uh, I'd be renounced if I didn't, I didn't ask you now that it's moved to the fall. My, my first kind of question to you would be, do you think uh, that changes the playability of the golf course? And the second part of that question would be, does it also change if you were to make a pick on who you believed was going to win the Masters, whether it happened in April or November, would it change that pick uh, depending on the playability? You've had the opportunity to go down and, and be on the, uh, the property of the, you know, the historic Augusta National Grounds. But what, uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think it's going to for sure. I mean, the temperature, it, it will it will change. I mean, I don't know the exact, uh, you know, temperature that's going to be down there, but it's definitely going to change. Um, and and I'm not going to tell you my uh, my early pick, but uh, yeah, 100%. I have a totally different mindset. Uh, sure, you've got your usuals, but I got a couple different picks that, you know, based on uh, the way their season's going to go as far as how many games they're actually going to get in, uh, you, you might see a whole different animal uh, there this year for sure. Awesome. So I want to segue now over into uh, what we always talk about around this time. And obviously uh, we're a few days away of what would have been the uh, March Madness NCAA uh, final on uh, on Monday night here as we are uh, as we're here um, Tuesday, April 7th. But um, what are your thoughts on the the spring athletes getting one more year and the neglect of of the winter and fall athletes having to go through all these things as usual, even though basketball seasons were cut half a season short, um, all these other programs there that are affected at these schools. Um, you know, that's, that's a- I think it should just be sorry about your luck, man. This is, this is the draw. This is unfortunate that it happened. You know, I look at it from my own perspective, uh, you know, uh, whole hockey playoffs for OMHA and all that got, uh, um, canceled. Um, now I'm worried about, you know, m- uh, my son's baseball season and, and that's going to get uh, messed up. So who, who's going to win in the situation? I mean, I think it is what it is. Listen, sorry, you missed it. And I don't think there should be any more move on. We move to the next sport and off you go professional included cancel it all start from scratch next year and just be done with it. It is what it is. And that's, I mean, I'm referring to like, you know, NHL and, and, uh, um and nba of course listen baseball it, it can start whenever and who cares if they only play 32 games it doesn't whatever doesn't make doesn't make a difference to me but we got to get back on track to whatever the new track is going to be i agree i agree and, and um you know you, you keep pushing these things and and you know procrastinating them and, and pushing them along and and you know with all due respect to the um the pandemic and what's happening worldwide and i and i understand that and I understand the business side and, and you do as, as good as any on, um, you know, the millions of billions of dollars of, of all these things. But it just it, it would just be a slippery slope of, OK, it starts back up and then it pushes the end of that season late. And then what happens to the following season? Now, now everything's changed. Like, 
it'll be interesting to see what plays out between, you know, uh, um, an organization like the NFL, where if, if the NBA and the MLB and the NHL do come back now, all of a sudden we're, you know, they're up against it. Like you look at even the, the, the date of, uh, of the masters, um, us as golfers, it's, it's on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. But yeah, the NFL. You're right, and that's the only that's the only one day where there might be a dent because it goes right back to what you said, the shield. Man, doesn't matter what goes on. The NFL will still be number one across the board every Sunday, whether it's look at they are even with NASCAR, that's that's a regular uh, a sport. But you put all these other things in there and you just try and fit, fill the gap. There's no way you can't touch Sunday and you'll never be able to touch Sunday. And even Master Sunday, it would be awesome, but you know, golf is nowhere near uh, the NFL as far as fan base. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You, do you think the Masters would uh, would will change their tee times if if they do happen to be lucky enough to to go and play on that Sunday? Do you think they'll bump those tee times up to avoid uh, the Almighty Shield? One hundred percent. I think they go early morning, or or yeah, not not even or. There's no way the NFL is going to say, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll move our our games for you. No, I I can't see it. I think they they move them up so that they're they're out the door, champions, uh, trophies in hand, or sorry, I should say green jacket. Sorry. Oh boy. I'm going to get in trouble being a golf guy. <laughs> um, um, and it, they're out the door by two o'clock. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to agree. I think they can, might be able to push it to three o'clock at the latest, but I think your, uh, your timeline looks pretty sharp there. Yeah. Um, touching back listeners on, on the NFL draft, but talking about this NCAA eligibility, like, and I kind of agree with you, like, you know, you get you get a team, and not that they're that they're you know the Miami Dolphins and the whole argument of they're going to tank or you know um, the the uh, Miami Marlins and all that type of stuff and all those tank teams, but those teams that have that have planned and look forward to these um, prospects and these college um, student athletes coming out, and now all of a sudden for them to say, hey, there's a change of an eligibility. Like, could you imagine? that someone does go back for a, a, a fifth year or if they're a junior and they go back for a senior year, you know, how upset you'd be as a, as a, um, you know, an NFL owner or MLB owner or a major sports owner. And you don't get that prospect that you want because of, you know, they're going to decide to push back the eligibility. Like it's yeah, going to be major, major effects on that. No. Yeah, I agree. I don't think uh, I think that's going to be the hardest part. I think you'll there'll be major ramifications for it, um, and I can't see it happen. Yeah. So, kind of wrapping up with our our final topic here on episode one, um, we talked about sports ownership, and and uh, we've kind of looked at locally here business ownership across the board, and you know um, their thoughts and what they feel is. Um, important in their community as a sports owner um do you think it's your do would you say it would be your duty to support in good times and in bad or um do you feel that it's you know capitalism at 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 its best and it's your money and you can do what you want you know we're driving a little bit deep in here but it's more that sports business talk like um what are your thoughts on on that type of thing like you think they should be donating to charities like you hear these one billion dollar donations um, do you, would you look down upon somebody if they didn't or if they did? No, or... no, I got both sides of it. I mean, I, 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 it, you know, uh, listen, 
Jerry Jones is the owner of the Cowboys and, and you know, he's built that empire himself and it's his money. Um, yeah. There's no, I don't think it's a duty or right that, that they have to give and they should give, but you know, um, if they continue the course that they do, um, if they give a little bit extra, great. If they don't, I'm not going to look at them any different. Uh, um, as long as they're doing something for it um, and they're not just, you know, hoarding it. Listen, they got to, you know, hey, when you're rich, you you live rich. And, and, and also they've got to pay these guys. And, you know, wouldn't it be great to like what you're hearing with uh, even all the concession stands people and that like pay them. Sure. Sure. Take a little dent. I'd rather them do that with all the respect, Steph, than than. Um, I'm going to go back here. I'd rather do that, um, Ginger, be, without um, them sacrificing and donating um, uh, to all these local charities and that and to the hospitals and that. I'd rather them take care of the people that um, have helped b- build their empire. Yeah. But, you know, in a time where, where you know, everybody's in need across the board, um, you know, isn't it, isn't it there, you know, isn't it to, to be with them and good and bad and to help them support that, uh, that side or is, am, am I off base with that? No, no, I don't think you're off base, but I don't know if they have to go extra. Okay. You win 70 million, uh, in, in the lottery. Um, wh- how much are you donating? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> how much? Are, give, <laughs> yeah, me a, give me a, give me a number. How much are you donating? I made I a joke. I made a joke to Laura and I said I would do $10 million and, you know, she's like, oh, easy, easy, uh, easier said than done. I said, yeah, but that's just who we are. I mean, well, yeah, we might change our mind if that ever happened. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, it's the same for them. Listen, uh, all these actors, all the all the athletes, everybody across the board, you know what? Um, if it's a buck, if it's a million, just show that you're doing your part and that you're thankful that you're, you know, you had the, you know, blessed and the god-given talent to, to be an athlete or a musician um you know what uh it goes a long way if you're putting anything back in uh into where as much needed for now yeah for sure for sure and i think i speak on uh on behalf of uh both of us in saying that you know we wish all of our close family friends loved ones everybody across the board all of uh you know we, we're thankful enough to uh live here in canada and uh live in a great country that that's uh, rolled out some great programs over the last few weeks and most importantly, we want everybody to stay safe, safe and healthy through uh, through all of this. Yeah, well said, man. Yeah. So, uh, Johnny, let, let's wrap it up there with our first episode. So uh, for those that are listening, uh, I'm sure you would uh, hopefully you would have heard uh, just two real life sports guys talking real life sports, uh, just like we would have, um, whether it be in John's uh, garage um, at uh, while we're playing golf together wherever it may be. So uh, I guess casting off for, uh, for our first episode, I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. And we're together Ginger we're and Ginger Dutch. and Dutch. The Devil's Advocates of Sports Talk Radio.